your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness. In this same chapter, Romans chapter 6, verse 16, Know ye not, or don't you know, that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, are of obedience unto righteousness. Whoever that we yield ourselves to, we yield ourselves to the devil, we become his servants. But we have the privilege of submitting and yielding ourselves to God. But I want to tell you this right now. You're going to serve one or the other. The devil will either be your master or God will be your master. And if God isn't, the devil is. Praise God. Notice in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 and 27. Be angry and sin not. Let me ask you, can you do it? Can you go into a tantrum, a rage, a mad fit, and be sweet, kind, charitable, spiritual, fired up for God, But notice what immediately follows. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't go to sleep exasperated. Neither give place to the devil. It's dangerous to get mad. It's dangerous to go to sleep mad. The devil ever waits to take advantage of every occasion in our life that he can. He will avail himself of every opportunity to get some kind of a toehold in your life. Praise God. Notice 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it. For your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get the advantage of us. 
for we are not ignorant of his devices. It's dangerous to harbor grudges. It's dangerous to have an unforgiving spirit. It's dangerous to have bitterness. The devil can move in and take advantage. He does not care how wrong you have been wronged. How bad you have been hurt. How wrong that you may have been. The devil will move in to take advantage of the occasion. To some way get a hold of your life. And bitterness may crystallize, catalyze, and harden into full-grown hate. That's the way the devil would like it to be in your life, my life. Now, y'all stay with me. Praise God. Please don't go to sleep on me. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It's just not the devil's design to get you discouraged. It's the devil's design to drag you out of the church. To the gutter. To where you are such a miserable heap. And wreck. And wretch. A physical. A mental. A spiritual. And social wreck. And an outcast. That if you would ever get back to God. You'd be totally out of commission. Praise God. Hallelujah. I cannot fathom anybody with a sound mind walking through a jungle with maybe a lion crouching in the fork of the tree. Nonchalant. Snapping their fingers, Casanova Joe, listening to a Elvis Presley rock and roll team, blowing bubbles, or maybe a soldier walking through a jungle trail, maybe somebody with a 50 caliber machine gun is fixing to blow him half into. And not be sober and serious. But you know what we've got? We've got folks hanging around an apostolic church. With an enemy that's going about as a roaring lion. Silly. Shallow. Slipshod. Haphazard. 
off and on, over and under, in and out. Not knowing that that enemy waits to take advantage and devour them. He's a stalk in your path. Why you better listen to your pastor? I'll say that again. This is why you better listen to your pastor. You better get both feet in the church. Get in the church solid. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Devil, you're not going to get me. I want you in your mind to tell him tonight, devil, you're not going to get me. I made up my mind. Praise God. I'm not going to fool around with the world. I'm not going to play around with that. I'm not going to mess around with the bowling alleys. I'm not going to mess around with the roller skating rinks. I'm not going to mess around with the sports. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The best way that I can describe it, and I'm a, I'm a long way from where I want to go. But any time the devil gets a foothold, a toehold in your life, the best way that I can describe what happens, I used to work at a cemetery. There was a fellow that owned property next door, and then he and his brothers had a large packing house. But Mike George was this man's name. Mike would come out on the cemetery at night, ride around in a jeep with a spotlight, and shoot jackrabbits. The next morning when us fellows come to work, about 10 or 11 o'clock, if we hadn't already found the remains, the buzzards let us know that Mike had been rabbit hunting the night before. I don't know how those fellas pick it up. They got some kind of a built-in solar system or something. But from the north, the south, the east, and the west, from miles around, here comes buzzards. For that old dead carrion. Eat on them old dead jackrabbits. When the devil gets a hold of your mind or your life, here comes ever kind of a foul, unholy, filthy, unclean spirit to move in. Here comes lust. Here comes the lust of the eyes. Here comes bitterness. Here comes jealousy. Ever kind of a filthy, unclean spirit. 
devil has got the door wedged open. And here they come from every direction to destroy and to devour. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, completely, thoroughly, out and out. Every bit of you. And I pray God that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's praise the Lord together. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you'll help me preach tonight, you can be seated. I want us to look at another verse, John chapter 14 and verse 30. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and says, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. I want to read it again. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. These are among the last words that Jesus spoke before Calvary. These words were spoken on the night of his betrayal. These words were spoken just moments before that Jesus led the disciples out of the room where he had gathered with them to keep the Passover, the Last Supper, where that he had washed the disciples' feet. Judas has already got up 
and went out into the night to lead the soldiers. Just minutes after the statement, Jesus says, let us arise and go hence. They walked down through the streets of the city. Perhaps they passed a vineyard or maybe across the fence of somebody's backyard. But on the way to Gethsemane, Jesus teaches that tremendous lesson on the vine and the branches. Praise God. He's telling the disciples here, I will not have much more to say. I have just about finished all my teaching. I've just about told you all I'm going to tell you. And he says, the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. Praise God. Jesus here called the devil the prince of this world. In his letter to the Ephesians, the apostle Paul called the devil the prince and the power of the air. It just seems like, saints, that the atmosphere around us is filled and dominated by demonic spirits. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you are close to God, you're going to fight spirits. If you try to some way get closer to God, you're going to fight evil spirits. Praise God. I want you to help me. I'm, I'm a long way from there, but I want to get there. In his letter to the Corinthians, the apostle called the devil the God of this world that blinds the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel would shine in unto them. He says that he's the God of this cosmos, the God of this world, the God of this system. This world system is set up, organized, manipulated, run, and controlled by the devil. Praise God. And the folks out there are waltzing to his tune they're dancing to his music. They're like a bunch of puppets. When the devil pulls a string, they walk according to the course of this world. Hallelujah. There's another spirit directing our life. Now, Notice that Jesus said, the prince of this world, this cosmos, this fatal world order is coming.
but he's got nothing in me. I'd like for you to note this verse in some other translations. The Moffat translation puts it like this. The prince of this world cometh, but he hath no hold on me. There's nothing in my life the devil's got a hold of. Praise God. There's nothing in me the devil can claim. Hallelujah. I may be over your head or under your feet, but honey, I want to somebody hit you in the middle before I'm through here tonight. The devil is coming, but he's got nothing in me. The devil is coming, but he's got no claim. The devil is coming, but he's got no hope. Another translation put it, the prince of this world's coming, but he has no rights over me. He cannot take out a claim and say, that part of you, I own. That part of you, I I say, that part of you is mine. Praise God. That part of you, I exercise rule over. That part of you, I control. That part of you, I influence. Praise God. The devil is ever trying to get you and I to load him out. Part of our being. There's no pleasure, there's no 
show out here tonight. For there's nothing in common. Another translation put it like this. The prince of this world cometh, but he hath no power. There's nothing in my life the devil dominates. There's nothing in my life the devil controls. Nothing in my life the devil rules. I'm not going to loan out some part of my body to the devil. Another translation put it, the prince of this world cometh, but he hath no claim on me. There's nothing in my life, Jesus is saying, the devil can claim. Praise God. Let me tell you right now, if you love the world, the devil will take a claim. All right. Let me tell you this right now, if you have rebellion, the devil takes our claim.
Hallelujah. You see, many folks are so shallow-minded and don't ever, don't ever live close enough to God to really get Holy Ghost profound convictions. They, they don't know enough about God to, want it, to really feel convictions. Praise God. The boys had to be corrected in the back of the house tonight. Honey, you wouldn't be back there if you knew something about God. If you had some real Holy Ghost living on the inside of you, if you understood your depraved nature and you understand the enemy that's out to devour you, you'd get off the back seat and get the altar and pray through and get off.
about ever church has been shook to its very foundation over somebody the devil got a hold of. I've preached about four or five anniversaries for Brother Burrell Stevenson. El Cajon, California, San Diego, suburb. I saw where they aimed the belfry of the church. They bought an old, outdated, worn-out Methodist church. These two young men were in the El Cajon church. About three years or so ago, Brother Ben preached in the anniversary. But he roomed with a Spanish boy that made a play for Brother Stevenson's daughter and she jilted him or wouldn't pay any attention to his infatuation. And the devil moved in and got a hold of those young men. Holy Ghost boys. Brother Ben preached. They at the next Anniversary of the next year, they played the message he preached the year before. <laughs> Drive up out front, get out, up, up, and throw eggs. Break in the church. Spread marijuana, paraphernalia, and say smoke it. Call the pastor's house. Two or three o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get your daughter. It reached such an extent that it shook that whole church that whole, until God killed me. He had a little pickup. Just driving down the road and it must have been the hand of God or an angel that just moved that faith over in the front of an old coming garbage truck. And it sent Ben to eternity to stop the persecution of the church and the harassment of that pastor's home. Somewhere in haste, hell is death's road. Being awakes in the final sentence. Praise God. You and I don't know who the devil may be leveling his life on tonight. The Bible said the night that Jesus spoke these words, that Satan entered into the heart of Judas and sitting across the table with Simon Peter. And Jesus said, Simon, the Satan has decided that he has all Peter to act. I'll pray for your faithful faith. When you work, when you get back, I wish to somebody die and just fight the 
of us are immune. Now, I don't have time. My body will wear out before I could ever push it off. I don't have time to deal at length with the eyes. I don't have time at length to deal with the tongue. I don't have time to deal at length with the ears. I want to deal primarily with two areas. That's our spirit and our mind. Now, if you've got something better, I want you to share it. Please tell me. I believe the body is just the house. You want to know what hell's going to be like? Just stick your hand in the fire. Because once that certain something that animates you and makes you a living soul is gone, they can burn this whole body up and they don't see nothing. I believe your spirit is that part of you that gives you your personality.
right spirit unites, the wrong spirit divides, the wrong spirit tears down.
down to pray. Oh, God. Down to the goodwill, and you bought your 
said preach it brother Muncie a while ago oh hallelujah hallelujah I go 
enemy if you'll love God through that trial. If somebody fares better than you, if you'll love them with a pure Christian love, come to church, shout the victory. One day God is going to smile on you and bless you. Then I got a hurry. Done been up here about an hour or so. Your mind. Your mind is the battlefield. The battleground that is your soul. Now that's where you're going to fight it out. That's right. Hand to hand, eyeball to eyeball, and duck to You're going to win it or lose it in the battlefield of your mind. Your mind is the door to your heart. You sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. But it begins with the thought. You want it again? You sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. And if you ever heard wisdom, you've heard it This is why that we preach against television. Because the devil is going to control your thought life. He'll get you to watch an old soap opera. Pepper Young's family, all perfect. I don't know if they're still or not, but why was the same? It was on the radio. Haven't even heard of it. <laughs> They're so popular. And he wants you to sit around and listen to those love affairs. Yeah. He wants you to read novels and magazines. And so you read about sordid love affairs. Yeah. He wants to control your thoughts. The devil is saying, Lord, me your mind. Take in the soapbox. Read about this love affair. Read this novel. It's got a little sex in it and a little sordid affair, but it'll you pass the time away. Yeah. That's the most damnable thing to marriage today. He wants to control what you think about. What you think about. Praise God. And if you're not sharp, and you don't pray, and you don't allow God to touch your mind and your brain and get you to think and write, the devil will come up there and say, I claim, I got his thing. I'm controlling his mind. What is 
But about every time you get down to pray, oh, I got to do the dishes. I got to make up the beds. I got to make a phone call. It's the devil taking your mind real quick all of what you need to be doing and something you should have already had yourself organized. And this may be off, but dear God, oh, you, you go to somebody's house get on. at about 11, 30, 12 o'clock and you ain't got rest. You still got a house full of them. Sitting around sipping coffee. Yeah. Wondering if that man's being faithful to us. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Now this is the Yeah. I want to tell you right now that negative thinking is the wrong kind of thing. Praise God. Let me tell you right now, you got the best church. You got the best pastor. You got the best pastor's wife. You got the best saints. You got to think positive about those. Both. 
had to live in Dwayne's shadow for years. Why aren't you like the other? He was Mike. He wasn't Dwayne. Mike was Mike. Dwayne was There you go. If you moms and dads got a dozen kids, you got a dozen individual personalities. And don't never compare one with the other. Because each one of them is a unique, distinct personality. And if you've got much sense, each one of them is precious. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Dad Munson ever did say, Mike, why aren't you like Dwayne? That's too good. Oh, sir. That's like a lot of folks that don't know very much. I can't sing like so-and-so, you ain't so-and-so. Don't worry about it. I can't play like so-and-so. You're not so-and-so. Don't worry about playing like so-and-so. I can't talk like so-and-so. You're not so-and-so. Don't worry about it. Huh. Well, I thought I had the Holy Ghost. 
Jesus said he's coming, but there's no part of my life that he's got any hope. He's got nothing in me. Saint, we're not going to let the devil get a hold of us. Young people, don't let the devil get a hold of your mind. Don't let the devil get a hold of your spirit. Don't let the devil get a hold of your passions. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. One time Paul said, cast down but not forsaken. One translation said, knocked down but not knocked out. Let not my enemy when I fall, because I'm rising again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Keep it up on the shelf. Hallelujah. I dare you to. Hallelujah. Jesus went around healing all that were oppressed of the devil. There are three steps to satanic possession. There is oppression, there is obsession, and then there is possession. Many folks go through mental oppression. What's that? Just downcast. Just feel low. No joy. No victory. No path. No zen, no zen, no get, no no stamina, no backbone, no enthusiasm. You know what you ought to do? And just get up and stonk all over that day. You ought to get up right now and dance in the spirit and run these aisles just for no other purpose. Just to feed the devil. Oh, 
worship God. Oh, I'm under the Mosakamahaya. He called the Sandra Ramahaya. If the devil's been oppressing you, I want you to run the aisles right now. Come on. Oh, if the devil's been oppressing you, run the aisles right now. Oh, I'm going to be under the Ramakasandara Ramahaya. 